Welcome to the MTM Vegas Podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you. As a reminder, you can watch this show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We release new videos on Tuesdays and Fridays on YouTube. Combine those together for this very podcast so you can listen in your car and everywhere else. On this week's show, we're going to talk about a lot, including a complete guide to the holidays in Las Vegas, free events, paid events, everything you need to know about celebrating the holidays here, including some cool places to see. We also discuss the high December room rates for Las Vegas, some big news for the Macau players win in MGM, Hyatt has made a bombshell purchase on the Las Vegas Strip, and we learn when Horseshoe Las Vegas is coming, including their new paint job, Is It Lipstick on a Pig?, Stick around for all of that, a supersized show this week. As a reminder, you can subscribe to the show in any podcast app. Just search MTM Vegas. And for all of our Vegas-related posts, videos, and podcasts, head to mtmvegas.com. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So, Mark, we've talked a lot about jerseys and sports on this show, but did you see the new Vegas Golden Knights neon jersey glow in the dark? They're representing Vegas well. Uh, I, I mean, I guess... <laughs> Oh, come on. You're going to hate on this? <laughs> I just don't know, like, how useful is it? Do they play hockey in the dark? I don't know. When is it going to light up? Like When they I come into see... the arena. When they come in. <laughs> they did, the, they uh, did it all just for the walkout. I mean, it, it's cool. I like the throwback. You know, it's got, like, the little stars on it, like Stardust and, and that type of thing. And, you know, neon lights. I do like the Vegas, like, across on an angle like they have. So, I mean, it looks cool, but it's, I mean, it, it's not going to be, besides the announcements before the game when they, like, roll out. I don't think it's going to be all that much. I guess people buying them will love being glow in the dark. I don't know. Are we 12? <laughs> no, the Golden Knights are all about the show. They have these big pre-game shows and spectaculars and videos and fights on the uh, on the ice. And now they have glow in the dark jerseys. Perfect. You know what they need to bring back? Remember those shirts growing up that you like breathed on and they would change colors? Now that I would be behind. Let's do that. It's post-Thanksgiving, post-Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all that good stuff. I want to talk about the holidays. It's time to get into the holiday spirit. And Las Vegas is probably one of the best places to go for the holidays, even though that doesn't seem like it should be the case. Tons to do in Vegas for the holidays. Yeah, I was impressed by the list of stuff. I mean, the weather isn't great, so it's not like you're getting away from cold or, you know, even what it snow a year or two ago. So there's still potential bad weather, but... They definitely do get into the spirit, kind of like they do for for all major holidays in Vegas. You know, lots of places that have cool drinks, you know, themed restaurants, all kinds of stuff, pop-ups, everything. So they definitely do it right, for sure. Let's start with the classic. How about that? The Bellagio Conservatory and Fountains. Now, they do a special show outside on the Bellagio Fountains that has, like, Christmas music and stuff like that. So that's fun to do. And then, of course, the big display is that conservatory, the winter wonderland that they do over there. It's really beautiful. Uh, they just got it up and running, so you can visit it right now. And I don't think any visit to Vegas for the holidays is complete without visiting the Bellagio Conservatory. Yeah, and you can even eat in it now, you know, with the, the thing. But don't eat the plants. Yes, don't eat the plants. That's so important. Uh, apparently, they had to put up a sign telling people not to eat the plants. So I guess it's a high quality sign, too. Really <laughs> I mean, I guess they used Times Roman 13 font. It was beautiful. They probably had to get it out in an emergency after somebody uh, ate something. So they had to run down there and make that sign. Uh, I guess poinsettias taste good or I don't know. But uh, yeah, don't don't eat the plants at Bellagio. They give you an LSD trip. There you go. <laughs> well, that would be good. I mean, I think that would make it even better. There's a ton of other free stuff, though, in Las Vegas for the holidays. Uh, for example, at the park, 
and at Link, both of those sort of promenades, they have huge Christmas trees and different lighting ceremonies and lights everywhere. Of course, they have refreshments, things like that. The park is really good. They have like vendors out there and you can get like hot chocolate. And of course, Link does a show uh, every night. So those both are really good things to see. And then you also have like displays at the various casinos, like Wynn has a really good display. Venetian has a really good display. Aria has a really good display. So just kind of walking around and seeing those displays helps to get you in the mood. But we have even better than that if you go off the strip. Have you... uh I, I've talked about the the Ethelm Cactus Garden before, right? Yeah, I, I remember seeing your video and stuff. It looks really cool. I've not been though. Yeah, so like during the year, it's the Ethelm Chocolate Factory, and you can go through there, get some chocolate, whatever. They have free tours all the time, and they have this cactus garden outside. And in the winter, they uh, they transform it. Lights everywhere. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's not far from my house, but it's a great family thing. It's always been free. This year, they're charging one dollar admission. But all of that goes to three square food banks. So actually, it's going to a good charity. I'm actually That's happy cool. that they're doing that. Yeah. Uh, raising they some money. They should charge five and then <laughs> give even more money. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure we'll get there uh, just like everything else in the world. So that's definitely one to see. It's over in Henderson. Uh, you have other crazy things like Mandalay Bay Shark Reef has scuba Santa where I guess Santa puts on a scuba gear and goes into the You get to watch aquarium. Santa get eaten. Yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, it's $29 for adults, 24 for kids. <laughs> I think they would charge a little bit more. It'd be amazing to watch a guy get eaten alive. <laughs> oh, well, just simulated, right? I'm all about the I'm all about the experience, but yeah, not really eaten alive. Yeah, I haven't been to the aquarium, the Shark Reef there since, whoa, like our first trip to Vegas. And, it, you know, it was like 20, 25 bucks. So I, I guess the pricing has stayed somewhat the same, which is kind of, you know, interesting after 15, 20 years, you You'd think prices would go quite a bit up, but you know, it's something cool to do. And, and definitely if Santa's in there swimming, it's kind of like the mermaids. Do the mermaids dress up too? That'd be cool. Is that they on the list? <laughs> they oh, don't, cool. but let's, uh, let's hop over to Silverton because they do have a winter Santa's wonderland at the Bass Pro Shops there where you can take your picture for free with Santa and you have to make an appointment, I think, but they do the, the whole hotel up really well. And they also have a theme bar. We'll talk about a little bit later when we talk about like overlays for like food and drink and stuff like that. So Silverton does do Christmas, but I don't think the mermaids dress up. That would be cool. Uh, there's some other things like Samstown out on the east side has Mystic Falls. This is the giant atrium that they have there, which has animatronics and beautiful waterfalls and a laser show at night all year round, but they make it up for the holidays uh, with tons of lights, a big Christmas tree and a special holiday show. So that's definitely worth checking out. 26,000 lights there and Snow at Town Square, which is just south of the Strip. They, it snows every single night there, I think at 7 p.m. On the weekends, they also do an 8 p.m. show. So you want to get in the holiday spirit, go shopping, get some free snow. Seems so so a lot to do. That <laughs> people go somewhere to watch snow. I used to do go to Disney. I used to love it at Disneyland when the, with the fireworks and they would make it snow in the winter. And of course, it's like uh, bubbles, right? You can but come to my fun. house. I'll charge half price. You can have all the <laughs> snow you want. Yeah. See, we don't have all that here. So it's uh, different. Uh, we take bubbles. I remember snow. when it snowed there a couple years ago and I was like, man, how much were they charging for sleds? Where do you even get a sled? Because everybody wanted to go out and go sledding in Vegas. And I'm like whoever had randomly had sleds was probably charging like $30 a piece. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just... Uh, we don't we don't do it like it's a it's a we're not good with snow mark we're not good with snow that's why we create <laughs> these events let's move on to the paid holiday stuff because there's a lot of paid events here too which is no uh, surprise we're in las vegas and you know it's actually a surprise there's so much that you can do for free but there's ice skating everywhere around town cosmos ice rink is back at the boulevard pool that's really good uh, you have some other events like enchant that has ice skating involved 
And uh, in downtown Summerlin, they have a rink. And you're going to pay anywhere from like $16 up to $30 for like an all-day pass and skate rentals and everything else, depending on where you go. So you can ice skate all around town. We may not have snow. We may not have frozen over lakes, Mark, but we have fake ice skating rinks all over town. So good times. No, that's cool. I think Cosmo would be really cool uh, just because you're on the strip. You're getting all the lights and everything while you're skating around. I think that'd be really unique. I mean, the Enchant stuff looks really, really cool, the, the way they have it set up and, and trees lit up all around. So I think that would be more of a, a Christmassy experience, I think. But Cosmo might be the most unique of them all that you could do for ice skating. If you're in big into ice skating, I do not ice skate anymore. As a kid, I couldn't stop, so I'd just have to run into the boards. So ever since then, man, I just gave up. Yeah, that hurts after a while. I uh, I remember my first My old man knees can't take it. Nope. <laughs> So there, as you mentioned, Enchant, uh, not just the ice skating, which is separate, but they also have the full holiday display. And we had previously said that Enchant was moving from Las Vegas Ballpark to Resorts World, but we missed the memo that they're actually doing it at both places. So you can go to Enchant. Why make twice as much? <laughs> exactly. Right? Well, if you go to the one in uh, the Las Vegas Ballpark, it's a little bit cheaper. Uh, it's $34 an adult, $20 for children. The one at Resorts World is $44 for adults. $23 for children. They're both very similar. They have these like winter villages where you can get snacks and refreshments. Uh, they have a giant maze, of course, tons of lights and Santa Claus and all that good stuff. Uh, the ice skating rinks, as I said before. So you can go either at Resorts World or at Las Vegas Ballpark. It looks like the setups are a little bit different between the two, but pretty much the same sort of event. Then out in Henderson, you have Snow Carnival at M Resort which is a similar type of event, but they have like this indoor Matterhorn snow mountain and you can make snowmen and throw snowballs. So uh, like I said, we're, we like to create snow since we really don't have any. Cause you can't drive in it, but you <laughs> yeah, we can't. No, don't, I've, I've, I've seen it. It's not good. <laughs> it's like Dallas when they get an inch of snow and they shut down the whole city. Like we can't do this. We don't know what's happening here. But uh, no, that's pretty cool. I mean, it'd be cool, especially if you have kids that grow up and so many kids, which seems strange to me, but so many kids have never been in snow or seen snow. And so they get that, that opportunity with this these type of things. So I think it's really kind of cool and unique and definitely a, a West Coast or Southern US type of uh, situation, but something cool uh, for sure. All right, last paid kind of holiday event, the glittering lights at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. This event's been going on for a long time. You drive your car out there and then you're able to drive through these like tunnels of lights and, and everything else. It's like $29 for a carload of people. So not a terrible deal, especially if you have a big car and you can load in a ton of people there. And then they also have a, on select dates, a Santa tram where you can go on this like guided tour of the lights with Santa. It's like 20 bucks per person. So, so you go around in a circle on a tram with Santa? Yeah, I think it's probably better just to pay the $29 drive through yourself. But because it's the Speedway, they have this area that, you know, they can set up these pretty elaborate displays. And I know it's very popular, so it's definitely worth checking out. So, so much to do, like free and paid. But what a, You forgot what, the best paid one. What Chris is that? Angel, you buy, you buy one ticket, he gives you 10 free. And there you go. <laughs> there you go. And he has a Santa hat while he's doing it. He wears a Santa yeah, hat while he's doing it. That's so, true. He shows you, so when you generous. show up, he shows you a video of him wearing a Santa hat. That's the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's talk uh, holiday pop-up bars. Because uh, there's pop-ups all over town, too, serving those uh, great winter cocktails, uh, spiked hot chocolate, stuff like that. The Sand Dollar downtown, the new Sand Dollar at the Plaza, has all this, like, tiki-inspired, Hawaii-inspired decor, and they're doing specialty cocktails, all that stuff. I know... Uh, it's been very popular so far. But the original Sand Dollar, I don't know if you know about the original Sand Dollar, 
market's a legendary bar over on Spring Mountain. They're doing uh, their traditional stuff with spiked cocktails and everything else as well. So that's more of a divey kind of place. So you want to get yes. your divey Christmas on? That's where to go. That sounds awesome. Uh, I hope they keep the tiki bar up because the pictures looked really cool. And, you know, with all the Hawaiian people, well, maybe Hawaiian people don't want to see any more tiki stuff. Maybe they're like, no, we're done with that. But with all the Hawaiian people that go to Fremont Street and stay, you know, at Main Street and everything, I think that'd be kind of a cool tie-in to, to that. But I just love tiki bars. So I think it kind of sets it apart, especially on Fremont Street something unique but i don't know they put all that effort in you should leave it up yeah i mean uh, we'll see we'll see yeah but it looks really good the pictures look really nice and uh, there's some other ones minus five ice bar at link uh, they have holiday sorbet flights with like pumpkin cinnamon pear and ginger sorbet spiked hot chocolate uh some other stuff the silverton the shady grove lounge there uh, we talked about the the santa and the bass pro Shops. what a cool name yeah i mean that used to be like loosely tied into hootie and the blowfish um and right. uh, i like it less now <laughs> yeah i think uh, i i believe it was actually an official tie-in back in the day somebody can correct me if i'm wrong uh, but yeah they do all the decoration specialty cocktails so you can go hang out with santa and then go do some adult stuff there green valley ranch has this cool area about by the pool where you can get drinks but they also have like igloos for rent and everything else so that's just down the street for me another uh, really good thing and then of course we talked about on a previous show your favorite the nightmare before christmas uh overlay at, I'm tell uh, you, Taqueria we, y Tequila. <laughs> we tried to watch this movie again last night, and we turned it off after 15 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, it's your loss, Mark. Did you see that uh, Area 15 is also doing this massive uh, 3D spectacular? I guess they're doing a fully immersive showing of Nightmare Before Christmas. It's every day, I think, through Christmas. Oh, that'd be cool. And, yeah, so like the whole room is projected in special stuff. So that looks cool. If That's another... Uh, I should have put it on the list here. That's another holiday thing to do. So... So much to do. Let us know like what your favorite holiday thing is in Vegas. Is it a free thing? Is it one of these paid experiences? Do you like just kind of walking around and taking in the atmosphere? Uh, it's going to be busy this December. I was looking at room rates and uh, normally like early December through mid-December is the slowest time of the year. And uh, there are some midweek room rates like at Caesars where you're getting those base $10 rates. Uh, at least if you're, you know, I have diamond status with them. So that's what I get. But, uh, you know, for the most part, those weekend rates are really high. And some of the weekdays are even pretty high. So it seems like Vegas is still really busy, uh, even going into this traditionally the slowest season of the year. Yeah. And you don't know if they're just pricing it up to, to get capture people at that price and they'll drop it, you know, right before. But it is unique to see because usually, you know, people go uh, in the miles and points world will go there because they can get high at status for cheap by booking nights at MGM properties for 10, 15 bucks, especially now that gold gets waived resorts fees so you know normally december is the time to go and just hit it up you could stay for two weeks for a couple hundred bucks but now it seems that's not the case unless you're going on like a tuesday wednesday but uh, we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out as it gets closer although we're you know a couple days away from the beginning of december so maybe it's gonna stay up there i don't know man vegas rolling in the dough <laughs> yeah rolling in the dough and those weekend rates are pretty ugly especially considering it's the slow season and then once you hit christmas and New Year's, that's a really busy time. Then the other slow season is generally after that in January. So we'll see how the rates kind of filter in for that. I want to update uh, everybody on a story about the Macau gaming licenses. If you remember, we talked about Genting sort of throwing in a last minute bid to get a gaming license. As crazy as this is, Mark, the gaming companies in Macau only get a 10-year license. So just think about they built these giant mega resorts. I don't know how 
like what happens if they lose their gaming license, if they have to sell it or what exactly would happen with that. But every 10 years, they have to petition to the government there to keep their licenses. And uh, there are six operators who did that. And then at the last minute, Genting tried to get this, uh, was the seventh person to file a uh, an application for six slots and uh, they didn't get it. So all of the current operators that would be specific to Las Vegas, Las Vegas Sands, uh, Wynn and MGM all got renewed along with the other three operators, Galaxy, Melco and SJM Resorts. So Macau Gaming is going to stay the same. It's really crazy when you look at the numbers, though, like Macau revenue peaked at $45 billion in 2013. And then there was some rules changes in Beijing that uh, kind of hurt them a little bit. But uh, down in 2020, they were down to $7.6 billion from $45 billion. And then last year, up to $10.8 billion. But of course, the zero COVID policy still hurting them. So it's still a long recovery there. But all of those companies get to keep their casinos, I guess. They're, they don't get them taken away. Yeah, that's kind of an insane number because they don't have nearly as many casinos as like a Vegas does or the Vegas area. So that they're able to pile that much money through there is is pretty astonishing. And we know Sands kind of pulled out of Vegas to focus elsewhere, which in, involves Macau. So they obviously saw growth there. But man, that's going to be a, I think it's going to be a long road before they get back anywhere near what it was before with the, the COVID shutdown still happening over there and everything. So... Maybe they should have hold on, held on a little bit longer with these, you know, insane Vegas earnings and, and then sold at peak over here. Did a little early. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, we've hit all these record revenue numbers, right? Hitting a billion dollars in revenue per month uh, for a record number of months. If you think about that, I don't have the exact Vegas uh, numbers like for this year or the peak. But, you know, hitting records here, which this really is the peak of all time, a uh, billion dollars a month, let's say that's twelve billion dollars a year. Like Macau at forty-five billion, uh, with less casinos, as you point out. Insane. Singapore uh, back in the height, I think they uh, passed the Las Vegas Strip at one point with just uh, a couple of casinos. So it's it's insane outside of uh, outside. More of money over there, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> or, or more degenerates. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right. So last story. Ellis Island is, uh, of course, they're selling their eggnog again this year. So if you like that uh, special family recipe that they have, you can get their eggnog. But they're removing their brewery, or they've already removed their brewery. We don't know what's going to replace it. Apparently, they bought a brewery up in Utah uh, back in 2018, and now they're going to supply all the beers from there. So you'll still be able to get the same beers, but they won't be brewed in-house. I guess this makes sense. They don't have a lot of space. They're trying to renovate and I guess this will open up room for something else. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. One, you're going to do it cheaper probably at, at the bigger brewery. And, you, and you're freeing up that space, which Ellis Island's already super, super tight. And it's always packed, you know, for gambling and everything. They don't have that much floor space. The bar is always pretty packed. So if they, and the restaurants are always full, usually a wait. So if they can relieve some of that pressure by doing this, I think it's a good move. And then you're still bringing in, you know, the same beer. So hopefully it's still cheap because that's, you know, the other great thing about Ellis Island is you can get craft beer for, you know, a couple bucks. But I'd like to see them that when they had that tiki bar pop up upstairs, uh, you know, outside in the front the front yard area, th why not keep that open? I'm, I'm sure there's staffing issues and all that. But I think that would have been cool if they kept that open long term. Maybe they use it for events or, or rentals or stuff like that. But I think that would have been something that could help you know, for the space. I'm still mad that they ended it right before our trip out there. Yeah. And it sucks to have missed it. Uh, you know, I think, didn't they announce they're connecting the hotel to the casino? So it seems like they have a lot of change, you know, in store, but they're not announcing everything. Who doesn't so. want to walk from a super eight to a casino indoors? I mean, it's, it's key there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so 
I don't know. It's not going to be a huge change. I'm hoping, I can't wait to see what they have in store there, how they renovate the place. It is a beloved staple of Las Vegas, but it's not the most modern, up-to-date place. But it's cool because it's family-owned. Um, they own bars all over the city, but this casino is family-owned. You just don't have a lot of that in Las Vegas anymore. So really uh, rooting for Ellis Island. And uh, the good news is the tanks might not be there, but the beer is. So, Mark, did you see that Resorts World put up the U.S. Men's World Cup match against Iran on the side of the building? I think that's a great use of that TV screen. And, of course, uh, the U.S. pulled it out one nothing. Those were some very tense last five minutes, though. USA, USA. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty crazy finish of the game. Like, you could just see them kind of, oh, you know, get tense and, and get kind of, you know, scrunch back and play defense instead of attacking at all, which is usually a recipe for disaster. So, luckily... It worked out for them, you know, crazy that, that that Iran only needed the tie. So one goal would have just like ruined the whole season. But yeah, it's a really good th- use of it. I'm, I've never been a huge fan of the huge billboard screen slash thing on the side of the building. So this is something cool with it. I wonder if they'll do it for like Super Bowl and, and other stuff or, or not. I, you know, I don't know what the technicalities are, like if they're allowed to just put up whatever they want up there from TV or if they have to get permission or whatever. But definitely a good use, better than the ads that they usually have up there. Yeah, I wonder how much, you know, we know how much the NFL charges like sports books to show the Super Bowl and stuff like that, um, you know, for like commercial purposes. I wonder how much it costs them to do this stuff or is it smarter the leagues to just partner with them and say, hey, let, yeah, just broadcast this out in the public? Uh, I don't know, but good times. I'm glad they're able to do I it. I mean, how many people do you think stood out there and actually watched it, though? <laughs> we have a lot to discuss today, and let's start with Horseshoe Las Vegas. It was shared by a few people. I'm not sure how long this was on their site, but we got a new concept art of what the horseshoe slash ballets will look like. And they're going to paint the building, which we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, we also learned that it will be switching. The official name change from ballets to horseshoe will happen in December. So it's coming very soon. We don't know an exact date. By the way, it is December already. So uh, just a few weeks until we get horseshoe Las Vegas. Yeah, I like the, you know, painting. It looks good. It's an easy fix uh, for something, you know, the white building. It looks dated and all that. So this definitely looks refreshed. And I've never been a fan of Bally's because it just felt like the most blah of anything on the strip. Like It's got no identity. You don't really know what's going on. It's just kind of like, hey, this was supposed to be kind of like Paris's little sidekick, but we decided to do something different. And then we didn't really do anything. So it's good to see a refresh. I love the horseshoe name, of course, you know, the history of it and all that. So I don't know that they'll do a ton inside. I'm sure they'll paint, update, carpet stuff, but, you know, the bones are the bones and that, that casino is pretty tiny. So I don't know it'll ever be a great place, but it, it can't be worse, I guess. You triggered a ton of people by saying that Bally slash horseshoe is the little brother of Paris, considering it existed, uh, you know, 15 more yeah. years before that. But <laughs> I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm trying to do math in my head. But yeah, I mean, it has become that, right? Because Paris is a superior property with the theming and it's just more cohesive. It came at a later time where they were able to do that. And, you know, I saw people on Twitter saying, you know, lipstick on a pig, not liking the paint job. I don't think the paint job is like the most modern and interesting, but again, the building isn't. And so, you know, I think it works okay. It does look better, I think, than it does now. I noticed those World Series of Poker logos on the side of the building as well. So uh, it's interesting that they're bringing that branding right onto the building uh, right there so you can see it. 
And yeah, as a reminder, they're refreshing a lot of the spaces inside. We've also got Old Red, which is uh, that Blake Shelton bar being built out in the corner. They've already destroyed some of those Grand Bazaar shops, thankfully. And uh, inside, you have the Jack Binion Steakhouse and a few other things, the new arcade that replaced the old sportsbook. And it's funny, Mark, because they're actually advertising their new sportsbook as like a, a benefit of uh, the new uh, switch over to Horseshoe, but it's really just a counter in the space between Paris yeah. and Valley. So definitely not a new sports book. That is a downgrade for them, but they got that big arcade. It's like the old Hooters sports book, the little room that had one desk and like a couple of machines. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's fun. Horseshoe uh, coming and uh, yeah, it's good, good times, a few weeks. And I don't know when they're going to paint the building. Obviously, that's not going to be done in a few weeks. But I'm guessing the signage, maybe it will. Maybe we'll start to see that. I don't know. Uh, but we will keep you guys Can you imagine updated. painting the outside of a building and how much of a pain that would be? I don't even know like how you do it and make it look good. I, mean, I know they're professionals and all this, but... It just seems like something you don't normally see is a, a huge building getting repainted. And usually it looks bad, like to your eye, because it's different. I remember when they painted Park MGM or from Monte Carlo, and I hated it. I didn't really like that green, and I don't know, I'm more used to it now. I guess I don't hate it as much. So maybe just with time, if you don't like it, uh, just stick with it, and uh, you'll get there eventually. People but. just get used to it, yeah. Yeah, How do you make sure, like, it doesn't start peeling in spots and all that? Like, I would imagine the maintenance is way worse than, you know, when you're just building it and it's the color it is and you're not putting paint on it. So who knows how this will play out long term, but uh, it will be interesting. I'm glad they're getting a paint job. Some of Caesar's other properties, like Planet Hollywood, uh, need a paint job for sure. Like, you see all kinds of crazy stuff. And even, the, like, the Chris Angel billboard is uh, is worn out. Uh, we'll talk about him a little really? later, though. No, Let's not no. <laughs> no. <laughs> No surprise there. Chris Angel worn out. Yeah. All right. So Hyatt is buying Dream Hotels. And why this is important to Las Vegas is because Dream Hotels is that brand that announced that new strip casino just uh, near the Las Vegas sign, the Harley Davidson down there, the Pinball Hall of Fame, kind of around Mandalay Bay as well. And uh, Hyatt is buying their 12 existing properties for $125 million. Although as part of the deal, they have the option to pick up new properties that are in the pipeline in construction, and it does seem to say that Hyatt confirmed that they will uh, opt in for the Las Vegas property, which is supposed to open late 2024. We know Hyatt is going to be part of the redevelopment of the Rio. They have their partnership with MGM. I think with this property coming, I mean, who is a more dominant player in Vegas outside of the gaming companies than Hyatt? Yeah, you have to wonder, does this you know play into anything with MGM? Do they start to get a little upset that they have all these other properties and in, in working with other casinos and now their own casino and and all that. I wonder how it will play out. You know, it's not a huge deal. It's big for people running status at, at Hyatt because you can get cheap MGM stays, you know, at certain points in the year. But as far as like redemptions, it's never been a really good, good place for it. So it, you lose some, you win some, uh, I guess, if that happens. But it's always good to have more options for points, people and travelers and Maybe with this being a little bit south on the strip, it'll, it'll be a little bit cheaper redemption uh, for Hyatt. And of course, I'm, I'm curious to see how they do with Rio and what that looks like. Because talk about something that's a lipstick on a pig, you know. <laughs> what are you yeah. going to do there? That's another building that needs some paint. Uh, and it doesn't even have that much surface area. Most of it's glass, but the areas that are not glass need some paint on, on the Rio. Yeah, it's interesting. Hyatt uh, is a smaller player, right? They're one of the smaller companies as far as footprint goes in the hotel space, but they tend to have higher end properties and Dream is that sort of higher end boutique brand. Uh, so it'll be nice to see it coming to the strip. 
And, you know, this gives Hyatt sort of a flagship Vegas property, a brand new property. They can sort of build it however they want. And, uh, it, you know, it's south on the Strip, but I'd say being right across from Las Vegas sign, not too bad, not much worse than being at Mandalay Bay. Yeah, it, we'll see how it filters out with the uh, Hyatt Regency at Rio, the other brands that they have brought there. We know they're going to bring higher end brands to Rio as well. And then, yeah, does MGM get mad? Uh, does this affect that partnership at all? But uh, Hyatt uh, coming. And also for those skeptics who are skeptical about some of these projects coming, this one uh, always seemed like it was pretty solid because Dream Hotels is a solid company. But with Hyatt coming in, you would think that uh, it's even better. Like this is probably going to happen. Yeah, it's not all net is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that. We'll skip down a little bit and talk about all net arena because they got in front of the county commission and basically we're saying we're going to delay it again, right? They said, oh, we have our funding, but we can't get started. And they needed another uh, extension. And basically, here's the timeline that they've laid out now. Uh, sometime soon, they're going to put up in 2023, they're going to put up a fence. Oh, boy. Right? And then... <laughs> And then sometime towards like the middle of 2023, they're going to start excavating the site, getting it ready for construction. And then about a year from now, they'll start construction. Uh, just a reminder, this project's been in the works, I think, for nine years and uh, so much different funding. Even the county commissioners were giving them a hard time, basically saying, we don't think this is going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, they, I think they got their extension. Why, uh, why, we'll why even give the extension? Just force them to... <laughs> sell at this point like it's crazy uh, that they'll just let it keep pushing out and it's just going to sit there abandoned with their one truck sitting on there doing nothing maybe they'll bring in some of those uh trailers we talked about a couple episodes ago with gaming on <laughs> on the back of it just to keep it going but i don't know this just seems bizarre like everybody knows it's a sham everybody knows it's not going to happen so why are we delaying this and prolonging this and it, so they can put up a fence that's just stupid the fence should already be there it should have been there nine years ago I think there is a fence there, but I, I think they're going to put up a fancy like concept art <laughs> fence. As a, re as a reminder, this is going to cost four point eight billion dollars to build. Like that's this is yeah, it's not going to happen. I wouldn't even think four point eight million dollars to build would happen. So yeah. All right. So back to Resorts World. I want to give them credit because they you know have only been open what a year and a half, a little bit less than that, and they really have like embraced this entertainment sort of aspect of what they're trying to do. We talked last show about Enchant, which is the Christmas celebration that they're having uh, on their kind of dirt lot just south of the property. Uh, all the residencies that have happened, they have, you know, all the DJ stuff, the nightclubs, they've tried different events. And now they are partnering with EDC to have the Hotel EDC, which is going to be like a three-day event. You stay at the hotel and they're going to have all kinds of like pop-ups. You're going to have a special TV channel. They'll have all kinds of experiences at the Zook nightclub, everywhere else. It's basically going to turn Resorts World into EDC Central for the weekend of EDC. People watching galore. Yeah, they, they definitely have been trying. You know, they do a little bit of everything. Some of it reeks of desperation a bit. Which, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. So it's good to see them out there, you know, attempting to get people in the door and, and to keep them coming back. And, and they're doing it in different ways, which is cool to see, you know, something like a, a virgin doesn't do. They're just kind of out there. Nobody's going. They have no, no pulse, nothing happening, no excitement. So at least, you know, Resorts World is putting in that effort. I don't know that it works. You know, these short term pop-up things if you don't have like a base customer that's coming all the time it, it's not going to keep you afloat you can only do them for so long but it's good to see them doing it and, and giving it a try at least i think they're a good property set up for it they have a lot of non-gaming stuff and 
you know, EDC is already sold out. It sells out. So, you know, where are you going to want to stay when you go to Vegas? The EDC hotel or somewhere else. I think, you know, it's smart. They'll Me, sell out the somewhere hotel else. <laughs> and get a premium for it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, and of course, they're going to use that screen for some funky EDC stuff, too. So I, I, I think this is a great thing. I think Resorts World has done really well with, uh, with these events. And uh, I'm glad to see this happening. I did want to bring up something from a comment that we got uh, a couple weeks ago when we talked about the F1 grandstands going in front of the Bellagio. And basically, this person said that every tree in front of a major casino is fake and that we should have known that, you know, because we should know everything, Mark. But I couldn't find anything on this. Basically, he's speaking about the trees in front of Bellagio, which I'm pretty sure are not fake. And, you know, I did some research. A lot of fake palm trees around Las Vegas, you can see them everywhere. In fact, they caused that Cosmo fire at the pool area a few years ago and they had to remove them. So I wanted to put it out there to the people and maybe to you about fake trees in Las Vegas. Are all these trees along the strip fake or are they real like I think they are? And uh, yeah, that commenter, or should we just know we should have known better? Shame on us. Slap us on the hands. Uh I don't, I've never actually really looked at the trees, so I couldn't tell you. I feel like some of them are in dirt, so I would, if it's fake, I don't know why you'd have the dirt there. But uh, I don't know for sure. I mean, and I don't know. I guess we could go climb up and try to break a branch or something. I <laughs> so, yeah, let us know. I mean, I know this is the craziest, weirdest thing, but this has been in my head ever since I saw the comment. And I, I like little interesting, weird things like that. I do know about all the palm trees, but are there other fake trees on the strip? Are there some interesting ones that maybe have a story? Let us know in the comments and we'll share what we learn uh, with you guys. All right, Mark, let's talk Chris Angel. Uh, Vital Vegas sort of broke the story this week that Chris Angel's television show has had a zero rating. Was it for like the last five or six episodes? Something like that? Something like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he wrote an article about it because I think Vital Vegas likes Chris Angel as much as we do. But yeah, so that's uh, that's how he's doing. It's not a surprise that his show at Planet Hollywood canceled after this. I will say a zero rating doesn't mean he has zero viewers. He's, uh, he's getting about 300,000 viewers an episode on CW. So not great. But, that's so, uh, so, so terrible. That, that's <laughs> on a, on a game. I love how Vital Vegas is like, we don't even know if CW is like a, a, a channel on cable or what. It's like CW has been around. It was the WB and... Now it's CW. It's been around for a long time. Like, can you tell me you're old without telling me you're old? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just a, uh, an attempt at humor. Yeah, I know. I know. CW is, I mean, it's definitely aimed towards teens and, and stuff like that. Like more of the high school, college type stuff. Dawson's Creek back in the day, I guess. Um, but yeah, th- this is just not, I didn't even know he had a show, to be honest. So it's not surprising that nobody's watching it. And he doesn't seem like a very likable person so i don't know that a tv show is the best uh format for him but i don't know man it, it just the the hits just keep coming I don't, he keeps getting shows though so i know people have said he pays for him as himself where's the money coming from <laughs> yeah i think it's like a like a talent show right where he's judging or something i had not heard of it either so that tells you how you know as much as we talk about him we should be more uh up to his day-to-day activity he got he couldn't become a judge on America's Got Talent, so he got mad and said, I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> Likely a true story, Mark. Likely a true yeah. story. <laughs> I mean, there there is uh, so much interesting stuff this week from Hyatt coming. I think I'm very excited about that to the AllNet Arena. Do you guys think that that's vaporware? Is that actually going to happen? Uh, I, I, there must be somebody out there who thinks it's actually going to happen. Uh, and Chris Angel's show 
But most importantly, I'm excited about Hyatt, everything else. Let us know in the comments what you guys think about anything we discussed. Are you ready for Horseshoe Las Vegas? Also, subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. We release two videos a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. So make sure to check out our other Vegas updates. And uh, we'll see you back here in a few days. Shout out to Deborah for a very nice message about the show that she sent to me. Uh, thanks for watching. And uh, we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll be in Austin for a meetup. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time.